0: God.
1: say a big sci-fi fan but big enough and
0: he's wearing a Mars shirt right now folks while we're
1: yeah, recording yeah, I, am this.
0: Wearing- <laughs> I think he's pretty big
1: <laughs> I don't know I've seen all the Dune and Foundation and a lot of the books I've read have all been sci-fi so I don't know I always gravitate towards sci-fi even if I don't consider myself that big of a sci- I guess I am
0: this is a continuing episode of a series about the Foundation the second season.
1: So what do you think of the flash forward that Gail saw of the future? She, it basically sets off the whole...
0: I like that, that we we got to see the mule.
1: Yeah, yeah it sets off the whole storyline of the, the second season. Because the mule tells her to go to Ignis, and then they listen to it. Well, I didn't quite get that scene, because the mule's looking for the second foundation, right? And he basically tried to find like using his mental abilities. Cause he's a, he's a metallic. They mentioned that mm. he tried to try from her, the location of the planet Ignis. And so that's how they knew where to set up the second foundation. But what if they just did a fast one on him? What if they just set it up somewhere else? Like, and then he would yeah. be looking for the right planet.
0: <laughs> but then they have to get the metallics to move there though. That's the metallics happen to actually be on Ignis.
1: But I don't think the metallics are part of Harry's plan. So they, they could just, ignore
0: them i think but see i know well you read the books you're more steeped in it i believe he is because he's the mule has all these abilities and and they don't have the current foundation doesn't have a counter uh counter weapon or defense to it but the mentalics do because that's their (laughs) that's their um their mental abilities is how they get by in the world so they're they have the same ability as the mule like you were saying
1: yeah, I am glad they they kind of teased the mule. You know, we get that one scene of him, and he, I'm pretty sure he's what season three is going to be about. Probably one of the most famous people from the books, because his storyline's very interesting. And I just won't spoil any more than that, because a lot of listeners probably didn't read the book. So.
0: You know, when I was a kid... And I was reading the foundation. My mom was telling me about, oh yeah, you got to read the book about the mule. And I'm like the mule, and it's such a weird name. It just it just sticks in your mind. Yeah. And uh, I was really looking forward to getting to that book where you'll read about the mule. And 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 it, and it's it's just it's so the power of having a weird name really <laughs> really creates a mystique about yeah. about uh, that
1: character. It's like why would you give yourself the title of the mule? It's like feels a little self-deprecating almost like if you're this really powerful person why would you have that name like who gave that to you
0: yeah so i don't know if we teased that right but yeah so the mule gail dreams of about the future and she dreamed of combating or fleeing the mule and she discovers her her daughter salvor was killed she finds her dead in that future dream and so now gail's really obsessed is probably uh, we're pretty close to obsessed obsessed with trying to prevent that future Mm -hmm. because she's she everything she's ever dreamed has come true so she's really disturbed by this
1: yeah and that sets off the entire storyline so it's interesting that we actually what sets off this season is actually next season (laughs) because she saw the vision of next season like a time loop
0: i was so mad at Tellum, by the way Because what she does to Harry, which I won't say what that is because that'd be a spoiler. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was like, oh, I'm so pissed. Because I was like,
1: yay, Harry, he's going to do some cool stuff. Oh, boy. (laughs) I feel like, and, you know, we're towing the line of spoilers. But I feel like they're trying to give Harry, like, this messiah, like, aura. Like, he dies and then he comes back. He's resurrected and he has all this stuff happening that makes him s- seem like such a religious figure <laughs> but and then he is a religious figure in the yeah, in the story yeah. too
0: nothing like coming back from the dead
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think you got to see it in your latest episode but what do you think of the reveal of earth so yeah that's cool when you first watch the show i mean most people probably don't think about it but like i think you you don't Automatically assume that this is the future of Earth, right? It could be like a Star Wars long time ago and a galaxy far, far away. But no, this is just our future. They come from Earth, and this is just twenty thousand years in the future. And
0: uh, hold on, though, I'm not sure. Um, you've been reading the book, so you're, you're, uh, the evidence that they shown in the movie. You're, you're filling more in than what you can with the evidence that was shown in the movie, yeah. which is just that it was on a box of. The robot, her name's Dermazella or yeah. something
1: like that? Dermazella,
0: yeah. There's a box, like a jewelry box, that had the, a solar system on it.
1: Yeah, with eight planets that all look like our solar system. No Pluto.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Jupiter had a spot on it, so it's definitely, I, I would say it's pretty clearly ours. So that's all we know. So all that could mean, Mark... Is that the Blade Runner universe happened? Yes. The Blade Runner universe happened a long time ago, and then the robot, one of the robots got away, and Dermazel is one of those. (laughs) Yes. And I don't know where Trentor would be, but.
1: Yeah. I don't know. So basically, Isaac Asimov, the writer, he has two series, his robot series and his foundation series. And then. Eventually, he basically said that they're the same universe, so that's why uh, Dormasell comes from okay. Earth because uh, that makes sense. She would have been uh, one of the robots from the basically a robot story, and she even mentions yeah. in in the show that she has three laws that she follows. But you're right; they haven't revealed necessarily that Earth is the past. It could be the future. They could settle Earth, and we could be living in their future. As well, that doesn't really make oh, sense. Oh, I don't it?
0: know. I, I wasn't really trying to say that. I actually no, believe Earth okay. would be the past. The are the past. Earth would be the past because, like I said, the I was thinking about Blade Runner at that point. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, she got away from from uh, from the Blade
1: Runners and, and and she's a survivor. Anyways, one of my favorite parts in the book. It's the only time in the first two books I believe that they mention Earth. It's a uh, conversation between two people, and they're talking about like archaeology. And one of them's like, what do you think about the question of the home world, like where we came from? Because they apparently since so long they don't remember. It's like on Earth, like 200 years ago, like we didn't know that we came from Kenya or Africa or whatever. But now we know because we've done the archaeology. Yeah. So they don't really know the world, the original homeworld, And so it's an open question in the archaeology there. And he's like, the archaeologists have narrowed it down to three planets. And then he's like... The most likely one is this one. The second most likely one is this one. And then there's the crazy people who think it's Earth. (laughs) And I always thought that line was great.
0: Yeah, I remember that now.
1: Was that in episode one? I mean, season one? I don't know if they put it in the show. I don't think they did, because I really like that in the book. I don't think they put it in the show. Maybe they did, and I just forgot. I don't know. I'm not sure.
0: So I like your question about is season two better than season one? And are we excited for the future of the series? Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. I, I think season two is better than season one. Season one. The only storyline I really liked was the genetic dynasty stuff. Cause I thought it was very creative and it was all original and I thought the writers were very good, but actually all the terminus stuff I felt was kind of, boring but season two i don't really find anything boring i found all the storylines were great and there's some good reveals some good character moments i think all the characters in season two the new characters are really good i really like obermallow his he's very fun his i like his opening scene where he's like trading places with that king to scam him
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think right now my favorite character is polly He's actually not a new character. He's a recurring character. He's just a lot older now. Somehow you live to be one hundred and fifty in Foundation. Yes, Polly Verissau. He's the older priest. He was the oh. He was the kid from the original series at yep. the very beginning of the series. He's planting yep. his flag. Apparently, you live to be one hundred and fifty in Foundation. It makes sense. It's the future, you know.
0: Maybe he'll live longer. I don't know. I haven't seen the later episodes yet, but he, he could live.
1: To <laughs> he could be older than Harry Seldon.
0: Well, because if he's actually 150 in the episode I'm watching now, he's about the equivalent of a 50 year old person. Uh, that means if it's li- if it, if we can extrapolate in a linear fashion, then maybe he'll live to be 200.
1: Oh, like like the actor is like a 50 year old, so he could probably live to be 300 or something.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I'd go 300, but definitely 200,
1: <laughs> 200, oh, yeah, I 80, yeah, something. But I also, he has a great scene. I don't know if you've seen it yet. They're on Trantor and they just had a, they're going to sleep. And he starts talking about faith and belief and what the difference is. And I thought that was one of the best scenes of the series. And it was, it was Polly saying it. So I, I, I liked him. Yeah, that was cool. And I really like Bell Rios, the general. And I think he's great, too.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, though, this is another key point that they... Okay, so folks, what they've done well in this series is they have characters who are on the Empire side that you kind of really like mm. and respect, and and you want them to do well, but yet you're in this conflict because they're the ones who are going to bring down the foundation. Yeah. So that's 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 a nice effect.
1: Yes, yes. They They put good people on both sides and, you know... I wouldn't say bad people on both sides, but the foundation has some shady people right now. Maybe they'll get worse in the future. Yeah. What did you think of season two so far?
0: I liked it a lot. It's hard for me to say it's better than season one. Maybe I just say yes, Mm. because I'm enjoying it a lot. I don't feel like it doesn't feel tiresome to me at all. And it started, you know, maybe season two is better because I think it is the pace is faster I can't really remember if I was impatient in season one of, of the foundation, but it's certainly I am not impatient in season two uh, so it's been really fun yeah no it's it's always it's very much an adventure it's a space adventure because they go to so many different planets the technology again they, they always were reinventing new things to for you to be entertained with because you'll you'll not really see. You've never seen some of these machines before. Uh, you see a little bit of steam, old old school. I wouldn't call it quite call it steampunk, but you're going to see some old school diesel punky kind of things, and and then you're going to see some very future forerunner. You you know, like magic kind of things, and you're going to see some uh, biotechnology kind of things. It's it, but it's all not again. It's not being derivative. So I really I really am impressed. I think the only way you could raise the bar any higher, Mark, because I was seriously thinking about this. I was thinking like, okay, this is a good space opera for TV, but there are space opera movies that are next level. And I was just thinking about how next level, for example, like if you put this against Dune, I mean, wow, Dune is like next level, in my opinion. Dune is... You can't. They can't reach that high right now. That will take a serious budget and it might require a movie type of focus. Because Dune, they do such beautiful wide-angle shots and the music is very special. We're here, I'm being super picky now. I'm doing my... my um, my tomatoes. What's it called? Fresh tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> A review here, where you're going to be tough on them anyhow. Rotten tomatoes. Thank you. It's the the. You know, I was thinking about when I was watching this episode just before we started recording. This is that you know this music is just like. Kind of typical symphonic music. It's nice. And it is, you need symphony. It seems like you need symphony music for a space opera like this, but I I don't think Dune had symphony music. And I don't know what they did, but whatever they did, it'll be even next level. It was pretty, it's it's just a huge impact.
1: Dune also had some like experimental, almost alien sounding music. Hans Zimmer, I believe.
0: Because Dune Dune is like a work of art. Like the shots that they set up before the, the action gets started, you kind of sit there and you soak it soaks mm. in.
1: Like it'll just be a shot of like a spaceship floating in space, the, the lighting changing, but it'll be this epic music and you're sitting there for like yeah. 30 seconds and you're like, okay, I'm happy. I, I do like new Dune movie. And Dune 2. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're sad. Dune 2 is coming out. Uh, it, well, I think they pushed it back, right? Or is it still coming out? probably christmas yeah. yeah i think it's yeah i think they uh, push yeah, it back it's,
0: I, I i'm assuming christmas but i don't know yeah they got trailers out there yeah i don't want to make this a show about doom but i was trying yeah. to think how could it be better and that's that would be better right but but it's not really achievable i don't think Apple's going to have the budget to
1: get a return on investment to make it that level in the first episode we also brought up dune and i think it's hard not to one because they're coming out at the same time but two the books came out oh. at the same time as well
0: Dune was published in nineteen sixty-five. Asmos Foundation was published in nineteen forty-two.
1: So I feel like they've always been compared because they're both ah. these big space opera books that came out in like the fifties and sixties and or whenever they came out. And they're also they're kind of similar. You know, it's way in the future. It's only humans, no aliens, you know. And uh, it's all about politics and stuff.
0: They both have spacers. Oh, <laughs> that's yes. one common thing they have is is you need uh, uh, for, uh, you need special people to travel the universe or travel the, the galaxy.
1: And in Dune, you also need the spice, so extra layer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and 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 you know that for some reason the spacers are addicted to something that they have to have, and the empire has it, so that's how they get to enslave some of their people.
1: That's right. They they do that here. They basically have spice.
0: Which goes back to when you say if, if the empire, if the foundation can be a corrupting influence, it's that would be it. So if they require people to do favors for them, or they turn off their technology again, then that would be an example of how you can be build a new empire and, and be a jerk about it.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm Mark Eads. I, uh, I'm a big sci-fi. I wouldn't, eh, I wouldn't say a big sci-fi fan, but big enough. And uh, I. He's wearing a Mars shirt right now, folks, while we're recording this. (laughs) I think he's pretty big. (laughs) I've seen all the Dune and Foundation and a lot of books I've read have all been sci-fi, so I always gravitate towards sci-fi, even if I don't consider myself that big of a sci-fi. I guess I am. I don't know what credentials I have in the sci-fi space that I could shout out, but I just like talking about shows. I like uh, television, movies, and so uh, What would you like the audience to do? Is there a call to action? I just played Outer Wilds. It's a great game. It's a sci-fi game. Exploration. Puzzle-solving game. So if you haven't played that, go check it out. I'm not going to spoil it. Check out the
0: show notes. We've got goodies such as links back to the original books from Isaac Asimov that the TV series was based upon. And, of course, links back to the Apple TV Plus TV series. And you know what? If we found any other crazy thing that we think that folks that love the foundation will enjoy, we put them in there too. What are our show notes? Show notes show up in your podcast player, right in your mobile device or your PC software that plays this podcast show. But hey, if you downloaded this show from the website, go back to the website where you downloaded the MP3, and there you'll find show notes in that webpage. This is the last episode of Foundation Season 2 series. If you missed the first episode or missed some other episodes in between, go to your favorite search engine and type in Lancer Sci-Fi Thoughts Foundation Season two, and you will find the series page.